Sentire Media. Hey, hey, we're back. Look at Ciao. that theme music. We're getting pretty fancy. Um, thank you for joining us for our second podcast. Um, piano, piano, little by little, we're uh, figuring out how to do this. Um, we had tens of listeners last week, so thank you everyone who tuned in and took the time to download our podcast. Um, if you want to spread the word, you can find us on our blog, latavlamarque.blogspot.com, uh, or pass the pod along at latavlamarque.podbean.com, and latavlamarque, L-A-T-A-V-O-L-A, Marque, M-A-R-C-H-E. One word. Latavlamarque. One word. All right. Eventually, we will get onto iTunes as soon as we figure out how to do that. Then uh, we're really cool. Then we are really cool. Uh, sh- okay, a little bit of business first. Shout out to Skit. We got what up? A- what up, Skit? Go A's. We got an email from Mark in Walnut Creek, and he wanted us to give him a shout out. <laughs> so there you go, Mark. You're famous now. Um, Anyone else looking for a shout out? Let us know. Shoot us a line <laughs> if you'd like to uh, have an Italy shout out. We're taking names and numbers. <laughs> also, if you have any um, suggestions or uh, comments or things you'd like us to talk about, please email at email us at info at latavolamarque.com. And um, this is for everyone who's listening, so we want to know what you want to do. A little more news, traffic, and weather. We can add that in, too. <laughs> Stop. Okay. What are, we doing? what are we talking about today, Ashley? Well, I have a buono forchetta. We are talking about eating in Italy. Restaurants. Eating out. Eating out. So you got on a plane, you spent your hard-earned money, you came all the way out here, and it would be a shame for you to go to restaurants with English menus that are catered to tourists. If you see a restaurant and there's a menu posted and you see that it's in Italian, English, and German, turn around, walk away. For the most part... It's just going to be disappointing, and you could find a little place down the road where you don't understand a word, and you'll eat so much better for about half the price. Also, stay out of restaurants in the central piazzas of the major cities, um, in the the big tourist traps. Take a little walk down the side street, and you will definitely find something a little bit more memorable, and probably a good story to go with it. Well, think about where do the locals eat? Where do the... You know, wouldn't you rather go to a longshoreman breakfast in Seattle than go to, I don't know, some fancy schmancy place? I, I don't know. Lenny's? I like, yeah. <laughs> Lenny's. <laughs> I'd rather go to where the locals are eating because they are the ones who live in these towns. But Ashley, I don't speak Italian and I don't know how to read an Italian menu. What do I do? Funny, you should ask, Jason. <laughs> I've got a book right here that just might help you. It's called The Marlin. Menu Master for Italy. What's that? <laughs> it's a pocket-sized book that will fit in your pocket or in your purse. And it's like a little pamphlet-style book that breaks down the menu. And essentially, it's La Tabla Marca's number one recommended <laughs> oh, we, book. We have a number one recommended book. We do, and this would be it. <laughs> no, it's a great book. I strongly suggest if you're coming out here to buy it. It's nine ninety five on Amazon.com. Nine ninety five on Amazon, and it's basically an encyclopedia on definitions of things, different dishes that you're going to find on the menus. For instance, something that they a uh, dish that they that has one name here in Central Italy will have an entirely different name. 
probably in the north of Italy. So it's something you can definitely have, and it's something to do, something fun to do when you're sitting there and you have no idea what's going on. Is you can pick a few things off the menu and look them up, and it's it's. It's okay to run the risk of looking like a tourist if you're going to order good food, because it's the book screams tourist in the sense that it's green, white, and red. But so does the Rick Steves book you're probably carrying around too. So. At least you'll know what you're ordering, and sometimes that can become really helpful because there's things like baby horse, um, tripe, other things you might not want to go for that are on the menu, or other things you're dying to try, so this will help you figure out how to say that. So there's three types, basically three types of sit-down eateries in Italy. What are the, what are those three types? A ristorante, which is going to be large and in the city center. And complete food service is a whole huge long menu, um, and probably kind of a classy joint. It's usually a little bit more upscale. A little more upscale. Normally we avoid ristorantes. Then there's a trattoria and an osteria. And a trattoria is normally a smaller restaurant found in an alley and a side street. Um, frequently family run with mama and a papa doing the cooking in the back. And osteria is very similar um, like in our town, Urbana, they're basically the same. But in Osteria, sometimes we have a bar restaurant, and it caters primarily to the locals. Most of the time, you're going to find um, uh, paper paper uh, tablecloths in an Osteria. Um, but this is where you will find... the best cooking. The best cooking. The homemade, the real, the real deal. Um, uh, please, look for these places. Um, Italian food is basically broken into different courses. You have your antipasti, your primo, secondo, contorni, and dolce. Antipasti. This is the antipasta. You're going to have different, um, different little tastes of usually cheese, some kind of cured meats, prosciutto, lonza, um, salamis, um, a couple of different types of cold salads. This is before your primo course. Um, primo is pot is usually a pasta. It's served two ways, wet or dry. Dry pastas are what you would think of as a boiled noodle with uh, different types of sugo or sauces, or a wet pasta, which is a soup, a minestra, or um, a um, risotto. Um, secundos are your your second plates, your main plate, and that's going to be a carne, some type of meat or fish. Uh, followed by contorni, which is your side dishes, the vegetables, the potatoes, and followed up by dolce. It's a good meal. It is. Keep in mind... Keep in mind, pack an elastic waistband. <laughs> <laughs> Keep in mind, these dishes are always served a la carte. And if you order a secundo of um, some type of meat, it's going to come with just that meat on a plate. Not like in the States where you have... You order a... a um, uh, entree, and it comes with a vegetable and a starch. Those are contorni, and you have to order those separately. So, for instance, if you walk into an osteria and you're not really that hungry, you can maybe order a antipasta and a primo, uh, a pasta plate, and be fine. Or you can order a... You can skip the antipasta and get um, a plate of risotto and some side dishes, some roast, oh, roasted potatoes al forno. They're so good. They are so good. So it, it, you really kind of build your own meal of, of whatever you want. Um, the tip, the mancha. No tip. It's included. You, the, um, what is it called? Pane 
a coperto. It's your bread and cover charge. And it's probably like two euro a person, three euro a person, depending on the place. And so if you... Essentially, they say if you touch the bread that's dropped off on the pl- well, you pay for you pay for it anyway. But yeah. if you feel like your service was really great, usually just round the check up. If your check's thirty three euro, leave thirty five, or or something like that. But it's not like in the states where you're obligated to tip fifteen to twenty percent. Italy, um, being a waiter in Italy, pays a, a living livable wage, so it's it's really not necessary at all. Anything else about restaurants, Ashley? What's a good re- name? A good restaurant, funny restaurant story. Um, well, I'll name two places that I, two osterias that I love. One is in Trastevere. Os, um, where's Where's Trastevere? Oh, Trastevere is the Brooklyn of Rome, at least in my book. And um, there's a place called um, Osteria. Gusto. Augusto. Augusto. and it is awesome. And I remember Jason always says. But tell them the story about how she was giving you the pasta choices. Oh, the pasta choices about the ravioli was made by Mama and the rigatoni by Barilla. You're like, of course, by Mama. But that place is awesome. And then in our neck of the woods in Urbana, there's a great place called Osterio del Cuco. And Donatella is this totally crazy redhead with mismatched earrings. And she is phenomenal. And it's a place filled with, like, bizarre tchotchkes and... Not a single inch of space unused in that place. And the food is phenomenal. And it's great. It's a fun setting. Maybe at the most it would fit 20 people. That's no. It's smaller than that. Oh, well, it's awesome. And... A funny story. Well, I think of when we ordered Bisteca Fiorentina at a little... Osteria, Trattoria, outside of Montisi in Tuscany. And we had read, oh, you have to order Bisteca Fiorentina. And we had our little menu guide, and I was ready to, I, I was ready for a big piece of steak. And Jason wasn't super hungry, so he had ordered, I don't even remember. And the, the owner asked me what I wanted, and I said, Bisteca Fiorentina. So excited. And he looked at me, he said, no. I said, what? And he said, how much it weighed, and what, what did it weigh? I think it was a kilo and a half. Or two kilos. And I didn't know what that meant. I was like, great, bring it on. And he was like, no, you can't eat all that. So then Jason amended his order, and we just got the big steak and a side of white beans. And it was so freaking good. We ate that thing to death. They came out and cheered us as we were eating it, brought us wine. It felt like from the great outdoors, the old... Uh, the old 96er. <laughs> There's nothing but fat and gristle on this plate. That's all that was left when we were done, but it was delicious. <laughs> Alright, so to sum it all up, go out and buy the Marlin Menu Master. Do not eat in the places in the city squares with the English menus. Be a little adventurous. You never know what you'll find. And I just have a side note on that. Check out, there's a website called homefood.it. And you can go and dine in people's homes um, all across Italy. And it's kind of a movement to get back to home cooking and... um, Eating with locals. So it's kind of a really cool thing that I don't think could take off anywhere but Italy. But homefood.it, and for 20 bucks you could go and eat in someone's home or in a castle with all homemade food. So it's kind of a cool program. Okay, so that brings us to our Word of the Week. (laughs) Word of the Week. Word of the Week is die. Die. And we're not trying to kill you here. Die can be used a couple of ways. Um... You use die as take it or have it. So, for instance. For, for instance, 
if um, you walked into a cafe and someone offered you a coffee or a pastry and you said, no, thank you, they'd just be like, take it, take it, die, die. 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 And at first it's like, what the, what are these people saying to me? I understand they're saying take it. Why are they saying die? And they'll, they'll use it for everything. Oh, have a cup of coffee, die, die, take this, die, die. Um, the second way is kind of like an exclamation, like, come on. Come on. <laughs> um, so, uh, the, we had a group cancel on us today, Ashley. Ma die. So they put ma in front of it, which is but. But come on. So Come on. If anyone is a fan of, this always makes me feel like, think of Job. If anyone's watched, um, um, Arrested, Arrested Development. Development. We're huge fans, and and it always reminds me of when Job always says, "Come on, <laughs> three thousand dollars suit." <laughs> so you, so die, 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 take it, die, and it's always very energetic, and oh, come on, or as the more frustrated, my die, my die. Until next time. That's all we got this week. Yeah. There's got to be something else we can talk about. <laughs> I'm sure I can find something. Jason's planting the potatoes tomorrow. We're planting the potatoes tomorrow. We have three different types of potatoes going in the ground. Um, it rained yesterday, so we can't couldn't get them in the ground today, but it'll be there tomorrow. Um, we have the bicycle. Yeah, listen, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Keep your dial set. <laughs> um... Because we're going to try to do an interview with some cyclists we have staying at their place, uh, at our place this week that are cycling from coast to coast. So that'll be pretty cool and interesting. Yes. And um, everything's ready. The heat works. So we're ready to go for them. Die, die. Die, die. Well, very good. So our second podcast is in the can. And thank you very much for tuning in from the... Foothills of the Peony Mountains in Piobico, Italy. Um, thank you very much for listening to us. Ciao. Ciao. Sentire Media. Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentiri Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com, that's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com, and find out how to submit your show.